Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Like a rigged card game, it appears that the Hunter Biden criminal investigation has a predetermined outcome with no charges filed thanks to a dishonest Department of Justice controlled by Hunter's dad and the attorney general who together have managed to MacGyver the case. No wonder Joe Biden paraded his notorious son around recent White House events and invited him on a taxpayer-funded sojourn to Ireland. Joe is openly rubbing his critics' noses in the success of his protection racket. There's no other way to explain a criminal probe by the U.S. attorney in Delaware that has stalled, languished for five long years without a single charge. This despite a plethora of incriminating evidence that also implicates the president. Regardless of whether Biden directly ordered the fix, he knows that his accomplices will ensure that Hunter is never indicted for a myriad of greedy crimes involving his multi-million dollar influence peddling schemes with America's foreign adversaries. The DOJ, FBI, and IRS have been running interference in a well-oiled clandestine operation. And that means the Biden family syndicate is alive and well. Attorney, Fox News legal analyst, and two-time New York Times bestselling author. This is The Brief with Greg Jarrett. Experts say that China is hoarding a massive amount of food. They will soon have over half the world's wheat. What does this mean for you and me? Two words, food shortages. That's why you should stock up on the best-selling Four Patriots Survival Food. Create your own stockpile by using the code GREG, G-R-E-G-G. Four Patriots Survival Food is hand-packed in the USA with different delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, and their five-star reviews on the website rave about the flavor and taste. Just go to fourpatriots.com and use the code G-R-E-G-G to get 10% off your first purchase of Four Patriots Survival Food. That's fourpatriots.com. Use the code GREG, G-R-E-G-G. Evidence of obstruction of justice in the Hunter Biden case emerged when a supervisory agent at the Internal Revenue Service blew the whistle that Biden-appointed federal prosecutors blocked criminal tax charges against Hunter Biden. Secretly, the two U.S. attorneys rejected the charging recommendations of career investigators and prosecutors in the Department of Justice Tax Division. The agent described it as preferential treatment that no one but a Biden would receive. 
The IRS agent further accuses Attorney General Merrick Garland of lying to Congress when he testified that Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss has independent authority to bring charges against the president's son and promised there would be no political favoritism or interference. Weiss requested that he be elevated to special counsel status to ensure his autonomy, but it was vetoed by Garland himself. If true, it seems the AG is determined to suppress damaging evidence, cover up wrongdoing, and kill any criminal charges. All of this would constitute obstruction of justice, which the criminal code defines as corruptly influencing or impeding a legal investigation. Well, this is precisely what the DOJ has done, according to the IRS agent. Is anyone really surprised? In my last column, I remarked that I didn't believe a word of Merrick Garland's testimony feigning no involvement, no interference. Garland wouldn't know the truth if it slapped him upside the head. He's a dedicated Joe Biden sycophant who acts as Joe's personal conciliary. Think Tom Hagen in The Godfather. But Biden has many other cronies who are doing his bidding. Several FBI whistleblowers have come forward and fingered top officials at the Bureau who seized Hunter Biden's laptop four years ago and buried it in a vault under lock and key. They've worked sedulously to deter the Weiss probe in Delaware. Almost immediately after the laptop device was archived in no man's land, the FBI began pressuring and directing social media companies like Twitter to kill any story about the laptop to ensure Biden's election in the 2020 presidential contest. It was government censorship by proxy, which shreds the First Amendment. But FBI malefactors didn't act alone. Newly revealed evidence shows that Biden campaign operatives, including the current Secretary of State Tony Blinken, invented the idea of peddling a phony letter claiming that the laptop story was Russian disinformation. The former acting CIA director Mike Morrell has now admitted under oath that he organized the infamous tale at the request of Tony Blinken, who was working for the Biden campaign. Morrell conceded that it was done for the sole purpose of unduly influencing the election in Joe Biden's favor. Morrell easily found 50 other unscrupulous ex-Intel officials who eagerly affixed their names to the con. In other words, the pivotal letter wasn't based on reasoned operational intelligence, no, It was a devious political operation and one of the dirtiest tricks ever in American politics. Naturally, the Trump-hating media embraced it wholeheartedly and summarily dismissed the laptop story as a fraudulent smear. In truth, it was exactly the opposite. Joe Biden, aided and abetted by incompetent journalists, snookered everyone. In his final presidential debate, Joe cited it as incontrovertible proof 
of his son's innocence. Morrell then received a telephone call from the head of the Biden campaign congratulating him on a job well done. The disinformation lie bought enough votes to put a doddering old fool in the Oval Office. Polling data shows that Biden would not have won the presidency if voters had known the truth. House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan said the fabricated letter, quote, prevented American citizens from making a fully informed decision during the 2020 presidential election, end of quote. In other words, the principles of democracy were subverted. But to Biden and his Confederates, it was a magnificent coup. Blinken was rewarded with the prestigious job of America's top diplomat, Secretary of State. Morrell lost out in his quest to be named CIA director. So maybe that explains why he belatedly came clean. His confession, by the way, is corroborated by the sworn testimony of one of his cohorts, Nick Shapiro, an Obama comrade who helped concoct the fiction and disseminate the letter. Of course, the FBI knew all along that the Intel letter was bogus. The agency had the laptop hard drive in its possession for 11 months before the election. Its authenticity was verified almost immediately, and its contents were legitimate. It contained a trove of incriminating evidence against both Hunter and Joe Biden. Yet when the blinken Morrell letter was published, the FBI remained silent, all the while knowing full well it was a complete fiction that would help elect Joe Biden and defeat Donald Trump. But that was the FBI's objective as well. Credit is due to the House Oversight Committee that is unraveling the mountains of damning evidence involving the so-called Biden crime family. Law professor Jonathan Turley observed that the Bidens are the GOAT, the G-O-A-T, greatest of all time in what would be one of the largest influence peddling efforts in history. The Bidens are estimated to have bagged, get this, more than $100 million in their elaborate international schemes. Newly obtained banking records show that a total of nine, yes, nine Biden family members were raking in truckloads of cash. It's reflected in bank transactions, wire transfers, and some 150 suspicious activity reports that financial institutions flagged to the criminal division at the Department of Treasury. Biden saw to it that those reports were sequestered, but the committee brought pressure to bear, and Treasury was eventually forced to cough them up when Republicans regained control of the House. As investigators comb these smoking gun documents, more evidence of Biden family graft and malfeasance will surely be exposed. In the meantime, Merrick Garland and others have some serious explaining to do. Already, inspectors general at both the DOJ and Treasury are undertaking an intensive review of the IRS whistleblower's account of obstruction 
in the Hunter Biden case. Importantly, U.S. Attorney David Weiss should also exhibit the courage to come forward and shed light on why his criminal investigation has lagged for an unheard of five years. If his efforts have been tampered with and obstructed, he has an affirmative duty to unmask the truth. The greatest peril to democracy today is not a foreign force, but the abuse of power from within. Those who operate under color of authority are prone to exploit it for political reasons. Joe Biden and his dedicated team of ruthless acolytes are a case study in government corruption. Joining me now to talk about it is John Solomon, who broke these stories. He's an award-winning investigative journalist and a terrific author who serves as CEO and editor-in-chief of Just the News. His website, justthenews.com, is an absolute must-read. John, great having you back on The Brief. (laughs) You have had quite a week breaking (laughs) one story after another, but let's begin with the IRS whistleblower. Yeah. Break down what you've been able to learn. So this is a very uh, accomplished uh, senior supervisory IRS agent. has been with the IRS more than a decade, has worked on some of its biggest and most successful international tax crime cases, including Swiss bank cases. He's a liaison from the U.S. government to other countries when we do multinational um, uh, tax in- investigations. So he is uh, one of the IRS's best. He is uh, not on social media. He doesn't give political donations. He's not politically engaged. He's just an old-fashioned tax gumshoe cop who does his job. And he was assigned to be the supervisor, the uh, C-suite executive, to manage uh, the team that was assigned from the IRS to the uh, with the FBI to investigate Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings and specifically whether he evaded taxes on some of the revenues that came in from overseas transactions. And uh, for quite some time, actually, the investigation began in 2018. That's when the FBI first opened it. In 2019, the FBI got the laptop. In 2020, uh, Hunter Biden acknowledged he was under criminal investigation for taxes. In 2022, he paid $2 million, according to his representative, in back taxes and penalties and monies to try to get ahead of any indictment. Uh, and during this entire time, there was a career group of people investigating him. And this IRS agent led the IRS portion of the investigation. Uh, and uh, uh, starting last fall, he began to become very concerned that there was political interference in the decision-making to bring criminal charges. According to my reporting, he and his colleagues, as well as the career prosecutors in the United States Justice Department Tax Division, all green-lighted criminal charges to be filed against Hunter Biden. Now, the U.S. attorney who supervises this case is in Delaware. His name is Weiss. And uh, unfortunately, under tax law, Weiss can't bring a tax case against someone who filed their taxes in California in D.C., which is where Hunter Biden lived when he filed the tax returns. So the U.S. attorney had to go to other U.S. attorneys to get permission to file that um indictment in their um, uh, districts to comply with tax law. And according to this whistleblower and his account to the inspector general and now to Congress, uh, political appointees in two U.S. attorney's office turned down the request to indict him. Even after the Justice Department Tax Division greenlighted such 
charges being filed. He then watched as Attorney General Merrick Garland testified before Senate Judiciary with a, a very intense questioning from Senator Chuck Grassley, who really pinned him down. And the Attorney General said, uh, Attorney General, excuse me, U.S. Attorney Weiss has the authority to file charges in any district he wants. There's no political appointees standing in his way. And the whistleblower stood up and said, that's not true. I, 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 I witnessed the difference. My agents are being blocked. And that triggered him going to the first to the tax inspector general, the Treasury Department. The tax inspector general then referred him to the Justice Department inspector general because the conduct at question involved federal prosecutors. The Justice IG, Michael Horowitz, the one you and I wrote about extensively during the Russia collusion case, he uh, has begun a really extensive investigation. He has a lot of corroborating materials, I'm told. He's got corroborating witnesses. And at some point, that investigation was mature enough to allow the Justice Department to clear the IG to clear this whistleblower to go to Congress. They didn't have to clear him, but they did. And um, uh, this week, uh, the whistleblower's lawyer, Mike Lytle, who I interviewed about three, four days ago, informed Congress of the same allegations and said, my client now has permission to go to you. And if you uh, uh, accept him as a whistleblower, he'll provide you the evidence as well. And that's where it stands right now. So essentially, the IRS agent is saying there's political interference and what he described as preferential treatment. Yes. Uh, that, you know, no one but a Biden uh, would appear to receive, right? That's right. Uh, the, that's exactly what he's alleging. Inappropriate political interference and uh, political preferential treatment. In other words, Hunter Biden didn't get treated like every other tax uh, potential defendant was. And I think that that's the heart of his allegation. Now, there are many other little components to this. Obviously, one of them is, the attorney general's testimony is not, is contradicted by this preferential treatment. So there's a question about the attorney general's testimony. It's not clear whether the attorney general knew this dispute was going on or not. That's part of the investigation that still must take go on. The second part of it is that as this uh, proceeds, uh, there is a question about were uh, agents, the FBI and IRS agents, specifically hampered from pursuing certain leads, certain evidence, and certain uh, witnesses. And my reporting indicates that some of the information that the um, uh, IRS agent provided to investigators shows that they were given instructions by specific Justice Department employees. You can't question this person. You can't ask this question. And most of the restrictions seem to be designed to keep questions, evidence, and witnesses away from Joe Biden, the president. So we'll have to take a look and see if that uh, weighs in. But that's another component of this. Well, the the trove of incriminating evidence on the Hunter Biden laptop implicates Joe Biden. So in reference to, oh, you can't pose any questions about Joe Biden, um, that that seems to click, doesn't it? It does. Uh, and that is one of the big issues here. And um, another question that will almost certainly come up, has there been a tolling agreement? Because some of the tax charges go all the way back to 2014. Is there an agreement? Did the Justice Department allow that to expire, which would shrink the case against Hunter Biden pretty significantly? These are pretty big questions that Congress are going to have to grapple with. The inspector general is grappling with. I think we will have clarity 
by uh, under the current timetable that my sources in Congress have laid out. We will know what the Justice IG in Congress has found by late May, early June, a very significant um, uh, timetable. It's pretty fast for the uh, Washington standards, not fast enough for most American people who said, hey, this thing's been going on for five years. Why does it take so long? Uh, but I do think there's a second component to watch here, which is, did this uh, I, I inspector, uh, this IRS agent's uh, complaint basically put a shockwave through the system? And has it prompted justice to maybe now go ahead and bring the charges to alleviate the concerns that are now raised here? Because the political optics on this are bad. The investigation will still go on. We may still find political tampering. But I'm beginning to get some body English that maybe the Justice Department uh, got a little bit of a, a cardiac arrest shockwave, and they're now maybe moving forward, and we might see some activity in the case in the next couple of months. I mean, there's no other way to explain a criminal probe by the U.S. attorney in Delaware that has languished and stalled for five long years without a single charge ever being brought unless something is terribly amiss, which is why it seems credible what the IRS whistleblower is saying, political interference, preferential treatment. Uh, And, you know, when he is essentially accusing Merrick Garland of lying to Congress, when Garland says, oh, you know, David Weiss, the U.S. attorney in Delaware, has independent authority to bring charges if he wants, he doesn't have to uh, get approval from anybody else. Um, You know, Chuck Grassley, who was cross-examining Garland, seemed to say, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. Right. Doesn't he have to go to other U.S. attorneys to bring criminal charges in other jurisdictions? And isn't it true, Mr. Garland, that those are Joe Biden political appointees in those other jurisdictions? That's right. That Well, listen, this will wind back even a little bit further. I think there are legitimate questions facing Attorney General Bill Barr, because I can tell you I know for certain that when the FBI case originally uh uh, was predicated in late 2018. The the core one of the core allegations, in addition to questions of influence, petting foreign corrupt practices act, and other things, was that he, there were tax potential tax violations, and it was clear then to the FBI in the predication that these tax returns were filed when Hunter Biden lived in Washington and potentially in Los Angeles. So. Bill Barr is a very learned lawyer. He is a you know excellent legal scholar. Why would Bill Barr name a Delaware U.S. attorney to oversee a case that was predominantly tax related, uh, uh, but the taxes and the charges couldn't have been filed by that U.S. attorney? I think there's a legitimate question for all of us. Now, maybe it was an oversight. Maybe Bill Barr wasn't briefed enough. But there are two things that fall into question. First, why did he do it? And then, if you remember, towards the end of the Bush administration, as we were going into the Biden administration, there were a lot of people, people like Ron Johnson, Chuck Grassley saying, Bill Barr, you should upgrade Weiss to a special counsel so he doesn't have to do the U.S. attorney thing in Washington and uh, Los Angeles or wherever the taxes issues are up. And he didn't do it. But in some ways, Bill Barr's original construction of the case has led to this sort of hampering or construction that we now deal with in 2023 with the Biden Justice Department. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I wrote back uh, when the Trump administration um, transitioned to right. the uh, Biden administration. You know, why aren't you Bill Barr? 
elevating Weiss to special counsel uh, status to preserve his autonomy and avoid political interference in the incoming incoming Biden administration in the same way that you elevated uh, John Durham to protect him, to make sure right. there wasn't political influence. And Barr seemed to say, oh, I, I don't, you know, I don't envision any political inter- interference. Well, that's incredibly naive. If he, yeah. if he thought Durham needed protection, surely he thought that Weiss would need protection. And, and you know, right. I think that has come to fruition, don't you? Uh, there's clearly a, a very big question that I think if House Republicans and Senate uh, Democrats who both agreed to look at this, by the way, the Democrats in the Senate Finance Committee appear to be engaging on this in a very constructive way. I think they're as concerned and want to know about this person. Here's why this guy actually, uh, this agent is not a guy that uh, is a hack, right? This is a guy that the government trusts to interact with foreign governments on behalf of the IRS. He has an incredible success record. He has many awards that are going on. And I think that as that evolves and as that grows, there's a clear uh, concern that Democrats like, this is not a guy we're going to attack. Maybe he really is concerned about a legitimate concern. And I think that the fact that Senate Finance uh, uh, Committee Democrats are engaging constructively right now, according to my reporting, tells me that this may this man has raised concerns that might actually have bipartisan appeal. Something's very rare. In the, and I don't want to make any uh, things about Hunter Biden's going to attack this guy. He already has. Uh, the, the House Democrats, who don't care about facts most times, as we know from their four years of leadership, they're going to attack this guy. But the Senate is signaling that they're going to look at this in a serious way, even though the Democrats are in control. They're looking at it in a bipartisan way. And that's good for America. Uh, If the tables were turned, it would be good for America. If Republicans were taking it seriously, I think that there's going to be a serious treatment of this gentleman's uh, allegations. Well, I hope you're right. But, you know, while they're looking at political interference by the Department of Justice and two uh, U.S. attorneys who blocked the proposed criminal charges against Hunter Biden. They also ought to look at the FBI whistleblowers who have fingered uh, top officials at the Bureau, uh, you know, who seized Hunter Biden's laptop, uh, as you point out, four years ago in December of, of 2019, well before the 2020 election, and seemed to have buried it in a vault under lock and key and then work to deter the Weiss probe. There are whistleblowers who say there's corruption at the FBI in the Hunter Biden, Joe Biden case. That's right. So I know a lot about this. I've done a lot of scratching at this over the last couple of years. And there's an interesting dynamic. It is true, according to Chuck Grassley, Jim Jordan, Ron Johnson, who have like 25, two dozen FBI whistleblowers, that there was a portion of the case in the summer and fall of 2020 that got hampered or constrained at the FBI in the Washington field office. At least that's the allegation. But I have separately confirmed that by early spring of 2020, the FBI had authenticated the laptop, knew it wasn't Russian disinformation, and, and had began a process what, what what is typically known in the FBI as docs, docx document exploitation. They were mining the laptop for evidence uh, to see if it fit the pattern and allegations of crimes that were in the original 2018 predicate. And there are witnesses that are being contacted based on what's on the laptop. So the laptop was being treated authentically by the FBI and being used as evidence to further the investigation at the same time 
51 intelligence experts are out there saying this is a Russian disinformation campaign. That's a very important distinction. So there was some funny business in Washington field office, but there also was a continuation of the investigation and the laptop was producing some of the evidence that drove the Bureau's investigation. Which leads to the other story you've been breaking this week, uh, how the infamous letter signed by 51 former Intel officials back uh, in 2020, just before the election, which has been discredited as bogus, uh, was designed to influence the presidential election. Uh, And now we know the people behind it. Uh, Mike Morell, Tony Blinken, Nick Shapiro. Talk to us about that. Uh, Unfold that for us. It's a very important development uh, for many reasons. One reason is there is a, a, a recently begun Federal Election Commission investigation into the Biden campaign related to this letter, whether this letter amounted to an in-kind or directly controlled contribution of the Biden campaign that wasn't disclosed. That's going to be very important. But let's let's go to what actually happened. So for most of the last two years uh, in including Joe Biden, this letter that came out in October 2020 saying, we are 51 former CIA, deputy CIA, career intelligence uh, officials of the United States government who believe the emergence of this laptop is a foreign, has the potential of being a foreign influence operation, and specifically that the laptop might be Russian disinformation. The letter made both claims. At the time that letter was written, I have confirmed with Director of National Intelligence uh, John Radcliffe and with the FBI they did. They there was no intelligence, none, no operational intelligence that this laptop was Russian disinformation, and quite the opposite. As I just explained, the FBI had already authenticated it and were exploiting the laptop for potential evidence of crimes. So as that's going on, these guys are voicing this about. But it has been portrayed by the news media, by fact checkers, by Facebook and Twitter, who used it to censor people, myself included. Uh, that this was an organic intelligence committee event of people who love their country and were trying to raise an intelligence security concern. Joe Biden said as much in the debate. He used this letter in the debate to blunt attacks that President Trump had launched against him, saying, your son's crooked, the laptop shows it. And he said, and the president said, no, it isn't. 51 people who are independent of me said it wasn't. It turns out now that it was not an organic intelligence event at all. It was a political dirty trick orchestrated by the Biden campaign. Uh, Former deputy CIA director and twice acting CIA director, Mike Morrell, one of the most famous uh, executives in the intelligence committee the last 30, 40 years, well-respected in the intelligence committee. Some people have some gripes about what he did in Benghazi and other things, but he's a heavy hitter in the intelligence community. He gave testimony to the House Judiciary Weaponization Subcommittee uh, last week saying, I organized the letter and I did sue solely because... Tony Blinken, now the Secretary of State, then Senior Foreign Policy Advisor to the Biden campaign, asked me to do it. And I did it specifically to influence the 2020 election. And they said, well, what do you mean influence the election? And he answered, I wanted to get Joe Biden elected. So a career intelligence official used his former government credentials to influence U.S. operation in an effort to get uh, Joe Biden elected by circulating and getting 51 colleagues to sign a letter falsely declaring that this laptop was Russian disinformation. And uh, this is significant for many reasons. Now that we know uh, Blinken is the guy who started it, this was a Biden campaign operation. That means when Joe Biden pretended that it was some organic thing and he used it during the debate, 
he was lying to the American people during his last job interview, the debate, which Americans consider to be the job interview for the person they're going to pick as president. It's even more significant to us now. Let's step back and think about this moment right now. Right now, Tony Blinken is the Secretary of State overseeing a global uh, policy that includes a hot war in Europe between Russia and Ukraine. It has now been exposed by someone who has great credibility on this, a former acting CIA director, that Tony Blinken was willing to accuse a nuclear-armed foreign power of falsely intervening in our elections simply to create a debate talking point for Joe Biden. How does he go and engage Russia constructively in the future as Secretary of State, given what is now out there? How do other countries trust him? Because, hey, they, maybe he's going to do it to us. Maybe he did do it to us during the campaign. This has a really profound effect potentially on uh, Tony Blinken's ability to be America's chief diplomat, and it's beginning to resonate. CBS News this morning is picking it up. Now other mainstream are picking it up. People are beginning to understand, hey, this wasn't only a political dirty trick that deprived Americans of learning something. It also could have profound impact on current dip diplomatic relations. I mean, think about this. You know, Tony Blinken, who was rewarded with this prestigious, coveted job of being America's top diplomat, in order to get it, he had to pull off one of the worst dirty tricks in American political history uh, by perpetrating a lie uh, to the American public to, uh, you know, help his uh, benefactor, Joe Biden, get elected, get elected on a lie. And as Jim Jordan, and as you pointed out in your column, it's from Jordan's uh, own letter, uh, he, he says the fabricated letter prevented American citizens yes. from making a fully informed decision during the 2020 presidential election. So in other words, John, you know, the principles of democracy were subverted by a Tony Blinken dirty trick. He mm -hmm. should resign, in my judgment. I think a lot of people are beginning to come to that realization today. And I think you just put it so articulately. And what's so remarkable now, uh, Greg, because of all the great work that your two books and your daily reporting and legal analysis exposed, we have now had two consecutive elections, two consecutive elections where prominent Democrats, Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden, uh, Jake Sullivan in 2016 and uh, Anthony Blinken in 2020, used, uh, carried out a dirty trick on the American people, a disinformation operation on the American people to try to hamper Republicans by suggesting that they were in bed with Russia. Twice they put foreign policy at risk. Twice they deceived the American public. Twice, they used the weapons that we developed in our intelligence committee, known as PSYOPs, PSYOPs operations, to create a false reality to the American people in an effort to win an election. Your book chronicled that, your books have chronicled that so well with Russia collusion. And now we really know that the effort to make the Hunter Biden laptop go away, and oh, by the way, earlier, the effort to make my reporting at the Hill about Hunter Biden go away, these were uh, deep, dirty intelligence community-like tricks that deceive the American people. John Solomon, uh, great work, as always, consistently the best, breaking news stories with in-depth investigative reporting. Uh, everybody should check out his website. You are CEO, editor-in-chief of Just the News. The website is justthenews.com. 
Thank you so much for taking the time to join us on The Brief and explain the intricacies of what is essentially corruption in American government. John, thanks so much. Great to be with you, Greg. Thank you. And that's The Brief. I'm Greg Jarrett. Thanks for listening.